Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Abbott is October 8th, 2021. Your fightful post show review for WWE SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Bit of a programming note. Next Wednesday, no post Dynamite show because instead it'll be Saturday night. And this Saturday night, this Saturday in general, we've got a ton of stuff for you. We've got the Grapsity podcast, noon Eastern. You're going to want to check that out. And then we've got dueling podcasts. We've got to watch along for the Fury Wilder fight, which honestly, it'll probably start after Kate and Denise team up to review Impact Knockouts Knockdown. Make sure you guys check that out. But we got Kate Hensler here. Kate, how you doing? Uh, I am doing well. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to tune into Grapsity after everything that happened this week uh, and find yeah. out their thoughts on some of the stuff that happened with Tess Blanchard and the whatnot. So uh, that has been already an awesome addition. Uh, so I can't wait to, to see what they have to say and to, I don't know, shut up and listen for a minute as a white girl. So... <laughs> Well, if you guys want to see much more of Kate Hensler, Tuesday night, she and Alex did two hours and 40 minutes. So a little behind the scenes news. Almost every podcast you see on Fightful, I personally upload audio for. So I have to wait until they're done, download (laughs) them, and put it up. So it's like, I don't know, 1.30 in the morning? Or something, and I'm I'm logging on. I'm like, why isn't this show able to be downloaded? And I look, and they're still live on the air. And you know what? I, I sent them a message, and I was like, hey, guys, maybe 90, 100 minutes. And then I looked at the Super Chats, and I looked at the viewership, and I said, you know what? I don't give a damn. You all can hang out here for three or four hours if you want. So uh, apparently, Tuesday nights, after, after part, people get all ramped up with Tony D'Angelo, they're ready to party and they're ready to party for like two or three hours. Dude, I was like very excited because when podcasts go really long, I would say 87% of the time it's my fault and I talk yes. a lot. This is on Alex. Like the amount of time that is spent of just people being like, uh, I want you to talk in this voice as this person doing this thing. I was like, oh my gosh, it's not my fault. <laughs> That's so I mean, rare. Hey, if we're making money, and I mean, you make more money when you do podcasts I that do. long. There you go. Uh, well, it would help us out if we made money from you beautiful people. Please donate to Super Chat and get your question or statement right on the air. Please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, over on Twitter, we have a Twitter stream of this. We have the, the YouTube videos posted. If you don't mind, give us a retweet. Post us on Facebook. All that good stuff. 
It really helps spread the word of what we're doing. And the most direct way to support us is FightfulSelect.com. I had a couple of news items today. Uh, a pretty significant one came in the form of the third part of the, the WWE relationship uh, story with USA, Fox, and now streaming services. And I'm not just talking about Peacock. I'm talking about their own, and I'm talking about Tubi. And some of you are going, what the hell is Tubi, and why should I even... Why should it even happen? Well, Tubi is Fox's streaming service. And there was another wrestling company that was going to land on Tubi. And WWE put the kibosh on it. Uh, FightfulSelect.com has that story. We have just a ton of draft news this weekend. I've got news on Gable Stevenson. I've got news on what the people that got drafted knew. I've got some uh, news on some schedule changes for WWE coming soon. FightfulSelect.com. We broke all the news of WOW Women of Wrestling. We let you know when they started to talk to AJ Lee. Some other promoters are interested in her. Uh, we got some Thunder Rosa news, some big E news that dropped on SmackDown tonight. Just tons of stuff over at FightfulSelect.com. So uh, please go over there, support us, subscribe. We got a, a new podcast every day as well, but I We're saw that uh, MJF did an interview for you on uh, with Thunder Rosa, so that's great. And then you were also there for part of it, so congrats on, on yeah, that. Yeah, it did exist. Uh, we dropped our interview with Thunder Rosa today. Uh, man. I'll and... put it this way. If you people haven't signed up for Fightful Select, go to FightfulSelect.com. However, if you are subscribed to Fightful Select, thank you, Universe Also, Fightful. I mean... If you are subscribed, subscribe again. Use a different credit card. Create yes. a second account. Log in on your your uh, your Firefox and your Chrome and just duel them out. See which one loads faster. It can become like a cool game where you give us more money. We greatly appreciate it. <sighs> I got a bunch more interviews dropping this week as well, guys, uh, or next week. You're going to love it. We're going to start by talking about AEW Rampage. Oscar Villanueva says... Rampage is a fun show, but the time slot is death in the long run. What do you think is a realistic programming and time slot for Rampage? Kate, I think that either Monday at 7 p.m. or Friday at 7 p.m. are better options. I think maybe Friday at 7 is a better option because I don't know if people really want to hang out and watch wrestling for four hours. But I think Friday at 7 p.m. would be much better. Yeah, and uh, even if you... How many people are watching AEW that also watch Raw versus how many people that are watching AEW also watch SmackDown is something that's very interesting to me because if yeah. I didn't get paid <clears throat> to pay attention to WWE programming, I wouldn't pay attention to Raw at all. Sure. I pay attention to it for continuity reasons with SmackDown. Um, but even if there's like a half hour overlap, because WWE often starts their main roster programming with these eternally long promos, <laughs> I don't know if that's like the worst thing, but yeah, this is not something that feels sustainable in the long run. I'm interested to see if they switch that when they move to TBS as well. Um, yeah. so I'm, I'm intrigued, but this, I'm in agreement that this does not feel sustainable. And it's not just because I do a podcast after it. That's my favorite part. But it just, there's other options. So why take this one, if that makes sense? It does make sense. Ryan Sullivan says, Sean, I hope you have the ability to 
uh, have both Catherine and Denise muted at times tomorrow. It doesn't feel right without a mute. I'll see what I can do. Anything's possible, as they say. And uh, I think anything's possible is pretty well the story of, of Daniel Garcia's career. I mean, after all, he's already been through, like throughout his career and what he's overcome. And now here he is in AEW. And he's not only working CM Punk, Kate, he's cutting a promo against them uh, to kick off the show. I love that. Uh, Daniel Garcia brought up a good point. He's like, you're complaining about us attacking you, but what would you do if you were me? What would 23-year-old CM Punk do? And CM Punk says, well, 23-year-old me wouldn't be hanging out with the Nasty Boys, younger (laughs) brothers. No, certainly not. (laughs) But he would be wearing Nasty Boys-inspired kicks. Um, yeah, of if, course. Like, that was going to get made for him. Um, I liked that part of the promo. I did not like when they were like, you took your ball and went home, voice of the voiceless, because he already said he's not the voice of the voiceless anymore. So yeah. I thought it was weird that they kind of regurgitated that. It's I, the I, I loved him story. calling himself, I think it's Ray Bork. I think that's the name. But he was the, the old ass hockey player that just hung around forever. I, I love that him drawing that comparison to himself. It's great, and, like, this is a very fun face version of CM Punk. I always think the money is in Punk as a heel, but, like, that's not realistic considering how monumental his return was. This has been a really good run, and I think it's because it feels authentic. Like, he seems genuinely happy to be there. I also like that we're getting him on Rampage and on Dynamite and on pay-per-views. Like, that's also very cool. So, uh, I'm with you as far as the actual match went. Man, I Ooh, loved boy. this match. I thought um, the the value of CM Punk, him he's my favorite wrestler, and Eddie Kingston's not far behind, and they do very similar things, and that every move that they make in the ring matters and has a purpose to it. There was a lot of that that happened today with Daniel Garcia, and it also gave room for Daniel Garcia to be able to do what he does best, which is kind of just fucking wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're, they're, technically wrestle really, really well. One of my favorite spots was <laughs> Daniel Garcia kicks out and his leg ends up like around CM Punk's like head, his shoulders, and he's trying to lock on something there. Don't know what, but it's like, why wouldn't he try? Why wouldn't he try? There's that, that element that so very few pro wrestlers have that Daniel Garcia has, and it is look like you're always trying to win the match no matter what. Like there, there are a lot that that do get caught up in the entertainment, and um, and that's okay. There's a there's a performative aspect, but some of the the really really good ones, it's just every move they make, it looks like they're trying to pin somebody's shoulders to the mat. Uh, for for example, almost every wrestler you see. If they knock somebody down and that person lays there flat on their back, they're going to try to pin them. You might say, oh, really? After after like a little elbow? Well, well, yeah, because the whole point is to get their shoulders on the mat. doesn't matter yeah. if it's an elbow or a pile driver from 20 feet up. He's so good at always looking like he's, he's trying to win. And 2.0 are the perfect complement for him. My God, they're so good together. They really are. And AEW seems to be good at smushing together people that don't necessarily make all that much sense. JD Drake does not feel like a wingman to me. Like yeah. I always had him pegged as like an old school guy. Um, best friends is like this totally weird mishmash that somehow works. 
I like that you're like, I can't put my finger on it, but this makes sense. This is another one of those situations. I really like 2.0. Um, I'm excited that they're there. I feel like they fit in really quickly, really fast. And this opening match, I really, I'm a punk gal, but like the three matches that he's coming and given, he clearly is here to put over young talent and he's playing the I'm a veteran card, which is good because when you use ring psychology as a storytelling device, if you're working with younger people, you can make every match feel very close. And then you can just outsmart them because you're smart because you're the veteran. Like to be able to lean into that so heavily, so early into what he's doing, it really makes you think because one of these young kids is going to beat him at some point. Right. So it's nice because it it gives you that, that buy-in effect with the stories that they're telling so far with Punk and Garcia. I just, I have nothing but good things to say about him. He's just fantastic. And of course the finish here was magical. It's CM Punk hitting a beautiful pile driver and, I mean, CM Punk is like the only guy to hit a straight up pile driver in WWE in like the last <laughs> 20 years, probably. So, you know, he was all too excited to make that happen. And then it did. And then he finished off Daniel Garcia with the Anaconda Vice. Beautiful. He he effectively established two moves because he hasn't used a pile driver in a long time, obviously. And that could have finished Garcia. Sure. But he went to the Anaconda Vice. I thought that was a really smart way to do things. I did too. And just those little details of like keeping it locked in a little longer, even though he's a face. Like to me, that was such like an exclamation point that he wasn't going to let this young kid out of it. Like he was going to make sure it was locked in and make sure that was counted. Make sure this match was over. Like all of those details make pro wrestling so great. Um, So yeah, I, what an, what an opener. And uh, I think Garcia, like 21 years old, 22 years old, 23. 23. Okay. So even in the baby crop, real, yeah. real young. <laughs> so I I think he has a super bright future and I can't wait to see him and Daniel Bryan, or I'm sorry, Brian, American Dragon. Just call him Brian. 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 There you Brian. go. Or I said, it's going to be a battle of the Daniels. You got Daniel Garcia and then Daniel Sin. like let's rock and roll. So I think that match is going to be like a dream match. I didn't know I needed across generations. How cool is that going to be? <laughs> yeah. I love the Pepsi twist as well. The hammerlock oh. clothesline using that. And he does it so well. Eloquent says, I love that every CM Punk match is a new strategy. Yes. So his work in WWE was good. It was good. Especially, I mean, like there, there was a real underrated era of WWE wrestling in like 2013. It's when they had, really got in the groove of those three-hour Raws. You had the Shield there. You had the Wyatt family emerging. Like, they found a real in-ring groove in 2013. But Punk was working that WWE style. You're starting to see him switch it up and be that guy that did a lot of different things physically that made a lot of people like him and made him stand out. Uh, Cliff Beard says, Since MJF, Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy are the current four pillars, who do you think are the next four Uh well, uh, it depends. If you can't count Ricky Starks because of NWA, which I think you could, because he says he's homegrown AEW, um, I, I would say probably Starks, Garcia, and I think you probably put Britt in there. I think probably Britt and maybe Cargill, depending on how well she takes to wrestling, uh, based on her push, though. It, it really depends, but I, I think Britt's got to be in there. 
Brit and I would maybe even throw Statlander in there too, uh, depending on on where she goes. But man, since she's come back, she has looked absolutely fantastic. Yeah. It's kind of tricky to say with those pillars. Like if you're counting them as day one people or people that doesn't like Eddie Kingston feels like a pillar. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, so I I'm and with you a, though. Brit is on a global scale, he is. I mean. A huge audience was exposed to him through AEW. I know he appeared on other. Somebody says Hook is all four pillars. That's Hook is good. all four pillars. Touche. Well done. Ashe says, loved MJF's interruptions during SRS's interviews. No, thank you. Cyclops <laughs> says, no one is more homegrown than Hobbs. You know what? That's a good shout. That's a very good shout. Um, Yes, but I haven't. I've seen one really strong match out of him, and sure. it was with Punk, I think. So it, it depends on how he develops from here, I would say. Probably um, Paul White is probably the first pillar I would throw in there. Let's just do that. Uh, Jake Le- the Snake Roberts. <laughs> we got Leo backstage with with Dante Martin, and Jay Shell says, "How do you think? How far do you, out do you think Dante is from a star push? I think he's a he's a ways. Um, I think he's he's going to work on his promos. He's got Leo Rush there to help him." work promos which is good uh his brother's gonna come back they're gonna do a tag run he's got plenty of time and there are a whole lot of people ahead of him in the ring he's gonna keep doing amazing things but leo rush is showing matt seidel that he's not a con man and he's like you know what i'm gonna get you a match with cm punk and matt seidel's like if you can do that i'll believe in you I i like that it's like, why Why wouldn't he be in Matt Seidel's favor? If Leo could get him a match with Punk, which he did, why wouldn't he be? It's the first match they've had in nine years. They had a WWE title match in Australia, first on TV in like 11 years. They first wrestled each other in 04. A lot of history. We know Punk's going to win next week, but I can't wait for this match, and I love the promo. Why not? Like, there's a few things I really like about this. One, my hope is where this is heading is that Leo Rush is going to go pry private party away from Matt Hardy and say, he hasn't done anything for you. And look at what an honest business guy I am. I got Seidel a match with Punk. I got X, Y, and Z unfolding over the next couple weeks. And that's where it eventually heads. I would love that because Hardy family office constantly loses and it's not working. It's just a bunch of people. So um, I think that would be a great story to tell. So I really like that. Very in on the former Kofi Kingston tag team partners match in Seidel and Punk. I think that'll be a great match. I was not like the most excited about Seidel coming over, uh, but he has proven me wrong. I feel like he's been so versatile. He's somebody that can eat losses. He's someone that can make other people look good. Like I think because it was in a Joker spot and I was like expecting a big reveal Sure. That didn't like hit for me as much, but he has given a lot of people a lot of really great matches. He gave Brian Cage his first solid match, I think, in AEW. So I think that's going to be great. And it's kind of fun to see Punk work now with someone who is a little more established. Like we can head a little bit in a different direction for one week. I'm just a little confused because it seemed like he was going after Team Taz and now we've gotten this swerve. But I'm wondering if that's just so that we could finally have this Cage and Starks blow off. Um, and you can just throw Punk back into that. Like, there's sure. no harm in that being on delight, but just a little bit of a switch of storyline without a ton of explanation. <laughs> Riven Blade says, Tonight's Rampage is the episode I'd show non-AEW fans. A classic one-on-one match, high-octane tag, a star-powered squash, and intense main. I loved it. 
Uh, it was a good one. I, I rather enjoyed this episode of Rampage. We had Jade Cargill smashing Sky Blue. I mean, kind of figured this would happen. But uh, Jade Cargill getting that push. I think she's headed towards the TBS title. I thought this was fine. It is what it is. It's a Jade Cargill squash match. They, I mean, maybe they'll they'll turn that title into Jade Goldberging people, which if they can get away with it, sure. But it, it seems to me like she's being built for that. Or at least in the finals. Uh, we'll see what the, mm-hmm. the blow off is. Her and Thunder Rosa seemingly having a skirmish definitely throws an interesting wrinkle. Yes. This was Appa- fine. Apparently Rosa brought the chair from the last city. <laughs> Girl, just find a new chair. There's no yeah. way. It didn't cost more to ship that chair. Um, I think, you know, this was perfectly fine. It made sense in the context it was in. I, it was just very disappointing that in four hours of wrestling, we got like five cumulative minutes of women's wrestling, especially after the, the week that we've had. Um, I, so that part was disappointing. This, however, yeah. made sense. I would have just liked to have seen another women's match on the oh, card if, instead. But. If AEW had any idea how SmackDown would go tonight, they would have booked a match that went longer just for the sake of doing it. I think, I think so too. Like sincerely do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had the Lucha Brothers against the Acclaimed. I love AEW's way of booking stuff like this. It's like, all right, well, the Acclaimed are popular. They're on a bit of a roll. They're going to get buzz for what they do. That's cool. But they're not going to be at the top of the line. They're, they're, they're not going to be champions anytime soon. So give them their, I think it's, I think they've won like four or five straight matches in a row. And then give them their title shot. They lose. They lost fair and square. No big deal. Doesn't hurt them. Move them to the back of the line. You can reset the method. Like it's, it's not the end of the world. Like, unfortunately, we've seen so many times in pro wrestling where if it's not somebody's time, like they get put on ice or yep. they're just treading water. They can lose to the best tag team in the world. It's okay. And that's what happened here because they stomped Anthony Bowen's ball sack. They really did. They Damn. redeemed his nuts. They did hard. Uh, I really, really liked this match and I agree with you. I like the booking. There's this guy on Fightful named Sean Rossap who sometimes says, Sometimes wrestlers just beat other wrestlers and that's okay. This is a good example of that. Good thinking from my smart boss, um, who is not on anybody's payroll. He just makes great observations. Uh, I, I agree with, oh. I'm on Fightful's payroll for the next nine years, eight years. Eight years. <laughs> I'm signed through 2029. Congratulations you on your extension. You <laughs> and if you want an extension. Oh, they'll be yet. back. Um, I, this match is great. It continues to, the only thing that I have found got like sneaky reactions to me in a W like as far as pops or booze has been the Lucha brothers. I knew people liked them, but they get a yeah. huge pop, which I, I don't think I, I heard it in Chicago. Obviously it was insane. And then live at Arthur Ashe when we were there. Um, oh, <laughs> all out there there was a kick out in the middle of the match that specifically like it was one of the most it was almost an out-of-body experience and this was this stands out to me beyond brian and cole there was a kick out in the middle of the match and anybody there will know exactly the one i'm talking about because 
a kick out about 10 minutes into the match, got everybody on their feet and aggressively cheered for Lucha Brothers. Wow. Like people were pointing at the ring and shaking their fists. It was incredible. It was so special. So special. And I'm good with them getting the win. I mean, cool. Yeah, of course. They're the best tag team in the world. They beat the acclaimed, another po- a popular team. It's a world tag title match on a Friday night. And then you know what? This is just it's why you build teams up on dark. And so help me God, if I see one more dork on there saying, oh, they, they're just padding records on dark. That's what they're doing. Yeah, bro. It's yeah. fake. They can do that. <laughs> it ain't real. Yeah. Is they like Tyson Fury or something going out and punching some dork? Uh, I mean, and he doesn't do that either, but it's it's what you do. You get them wins. Give Give them a reason to get that title shot, Kate. Yeah. And then back of the line. Cool. I complain consistently about the rankings, but I will say this. Never once have they said that the number one contender comes from the top of the rankings. They choose to use it when they want to. That drives me crazy. Um, But they don't break that rule because they've never said it. So they can do whatever they want. Um, Yeah, I don't give a damn about the rankings. As long as they've won a few matches in a row, that's all I need. That's all I really need. Uh, we beards. do have to also mention that in the rap, they made a an Arn Anderson's clock reference. Yes, they did. It got a huge pop. It did. It and this huge felt pop. like almost a baby face rap. Like there was nothing really insulting yeah. until that Rocky line. Yeah, the Rocky line. Was, yeah, but I was like, you have to get the Arn Anderson line in. I don't care that it's not heelish. That rules. <laughs> they popped for the Ben Simmons line too, which I really liked. I, I'm did. excited to hear excited to hear Joe Holbert talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Cliff Beard says, Thunder Chairwoman Rosa, indeed. Get your super chats in, guys. We are heading towards the main event of Rampage. But Dr. Six Fingers Esquire said, did they announce a number one contender title tourney? Did they announce a number one contender tourney for a title shot at full gear? Are we getting Hangman Omega on cable? Will it be the 27th? Everything humps. No. What they announced was next week. <laughs> no, you can't just no. place you created no. this, Sean Ross. No. No. World title eliminator tourney starts next week on Rampage. Starts. And the finals are hump. at full gear. Yes, it it'll, will hump. So hump. next week on Rampage, we have Punk and Seidel, Ruby versus the Bunny, Inner Circle versus Men of the Year, and Junior Dos Santos. Uh, Dynamite the next night is live. Dante Martin, Malachi Black. Lucha Brothers versus Andrade's mystery team. A mystery masked team, it said. Why did I pop at that? It's like a masked team. Like, and I'm like, who cares? Why do they have to be masked if they're already a mystery? Like Carmella. Oh, God. It's Carmella. And at least she, listen, be- and listen, she's way hotter than Ray Phoenix. First of all, how dare you about Ray Phoenix? Okay. We don't know what he looks like under his mask. We know what Carmelo is like under her AC Moore Michaels. I know what what Ray Phoenix looks like under his mask. All right. Well, you're an insider. (laughs) Daniel. We got Danielson versus Bobby Fish. Um, Hell yes. So much hell yes. (laughs) I Well, I I hope that the pace has stepped up a little bit from the Sammy match, but I'm not confident in that because this is the kind of match that Daniel, that 
Brian American Dragon. Brian Brian uh, American Dragonson does. He loves the methodical match, and that's what he did outside of WWE. Um, yeah, but uh, it's stacked. It's stacked. Uh, Cliff Beard says World Title Eliminator Finals. The pay per view should be Cole versus Brian, throwing guys like Eddie and Hardy in it as well. I, I'm confident in what they're gonna do. I'm very confident in what they're gonna do because they've given me not not much of a reason to doubt it. Mikey T MMA says Kate's a rock star and SRS is very tall. I found myself watching SmackDown as a lead into Rampage here lately. Can we correlate any of WWE's success on Friday nights to AEW doing 500 to 6,000 K a week right after? Uh, Well, I mean, I, I really enjoy Rampage. Usually Kate is a rock star. I think, I think WWE and SmackDown are standing on their own Kate. I mean, even, even though we're going to go off on it here in a bit, it is, it's, from sources that you are also very tall. So everything in that is true is, is true. It's very true. And, <laughs> but I mean, SmackDown's the number one most viewed wrestling show in the world, in the world. Yeah. I don't think they're that related. I think if it was dynamite, you would see that. But I also think that probably everybody sees the handwriting on the wall, that this is not yeah. a great time slot for them. So they're not going to get married to competing with a product that a isn't directly competing with them and be probably going to move anyway. I would think. Kinshira says, hell no, Sean, Brian, and Fish should just have the Ibushi Taichi match where they only kick each other for 15 <laughs> minutes. Oh, that sounds rad to me. I'm that sounds that. amazing to me. I love that. I love that. We had Ricky Starks against Brian Cage to a Philly Street fight. I, I got to say, this, this match was over before it started. Uh, do you know why? Uh, I do not. Did you see... Ricky Stark's tweet. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pull it up for everybody. Please do. Um, going to make sure I pull up this screenshot. I wish I had it prepared, but I the, wish the, I... the match was fine, but I, it's, it's tough for me to get super into Brian Cage's work. It's just tough. Uh, but Brian Cage said on Twitter, Ricky, where is the Philly street fight? And Ricky said, in Philly, you big dumb bitch. Would I tell you I popped off of my couch when I read that? I'm that's not hyperbole. I like stood up and was laughing. It cracked me up so hard. Uh I am ready for this angle to be over. Me too. It is started and stopped like a hundred times. It is not working for me with Brian Cage. I am ready for him to move on. Uh, I'm ready for Ricky Starks to break out as the star that he definitely is. Like, it's hard to get behind a Brian Cage as a fan. It's like because there's nothing relatable about him, but he also doesn't have like the dominant squash matches. There's not an identifiable character trait that you you look at and you go, I empathize with that guy. They well, we have the same weight regiment, but other than that. Like, I don't, other than that, we lift the same. No, I, I'm with you. And I was trying to think about this. I was like, he hasn't really been in any other feud since he's been in AEW. Like, he had that great match with Hangman, but that was kind of one-off-ish. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot to dig into here. And it's also very hard because I'll, I'll boo Ricky Starks with a wink and a nod, but I love him. Like, yeah. and when you're up against a heel, we just saw it with Cody. I, it's becoming more and more clear to me every week. 
that part of why Cody is getting booed is because Malachi Black is so over. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard to then go cheer for Brian Cage when you actually really like Ricky Starks. Like, that's a tricky thing. Um, but I just, yeah, I'm not into this iteration of Cage so far. And I think he just needs something new to do. This has I been mean, going on forever. All due respect to Brian Cage. I mean, he's had a lot of really great matches. Lucia Underground, PWG especially. He had a lot of good wins in Impact. I had good wins in Japan. I've watched every one of his PWG matches, everything he ever did in Impact. Even as good as the Hangman Page was match was, I don't think any of his matches in AEW crack his top 30 that I've ever seen. And it's been um, it's been a year and a half there. Uh, Ricky's head bounced off of the chair in the corner. That was filthy. Sawyer says, I thought Brian Cage was totally fine as a monster heel. We'll never understand the face turner why Team Taz needed a civil war. Me either. I, I just think that was probably the best use for him, and I don't know what what they're going to do there. Um, somebody says, have we seen Tony's tweets yet? Um, so uh, Tony says, I saw you're doing a half hour head to head with us. I can't wait to finally beat your main show head to head. It's been a long time coming. See you next Friday for AW rampage on TNT. A damn. So, SmackDown is going to be on FS1 next week and is going like two and a half hours. I don't think that was smart. This is like Giancarlo Stanton tweeting that the Yankees can't be stopped and them getting stopped in the first inning. I have a lot of feelings about that. I don't want to keep you here all night. Um, But this is just stupid. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Somebody, somebody says, Tony, worry about your own show. And he said, I already announced the AW rampage card live next Friday and it's straight fire chief. (laughs) Okay. So no, he's just having fun. I take back everything I said. He's just having fun. Guys, he's he's very self-aware. Like the only room for one con in, in pro (laughs) wrestling video. That was, that was very funny. Like he grew up, around the Monday Night War era of Billionaire Ted and Bischoff and Vince and the, the Cornette promos on WCW. Like, this stuff is healthy, it's fun, and it's harmless. Ain't nobody getting hurt by those tweets. People no, saying, Tony needs to focus on his own product. Well, what, do you, what do you think WWE's doing? You think that was an accident booking two and a half hours? Who could possibly give a shit? Do it. Compete with each other. Make your shows better. That way other people want to watch them. Who cares? Good good for both of them. I think, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I don't think I've ever doubted that Tony Khan has focused on his own product. He seems like he's a madman who works on it all day. I'll be honest. It seems like he probably does like a line of cocaine and hey, then goes hey, to hey, work let's not, let's not speculate that. Let's not do that. <laughs> we can't but, do that. That, that. that will get us angry, angry AEW people. But Energy wise, it seems that way. Sure. Um, he's, he's, he's a very energetic fella. But uh, Intangible and Clipbeard says straight fire chief is the best <laughs> line of the night. Good promo. Well, from well not, if, not if Kate has anything to say about it. It's not the best line of the night. Hannah M says the whole last 30 will be Roman. <laughs> His entrance, his entrance will be all it is. 
Um, but Rich McCann says, super excited for the TBS title. Don't want Jade to win as she isn't ready for a title. Please let Deeb win after Wednesday. She's amazing. Deeb is really special. She is the Bret Hart of that women's division. She is so good. <laughs> Andrew said, I, I popped for Jericho shouting, send hook. Yes. I don't, was that him or was that Taz? No. Taz said, send Hobbs. And Jericho goes, send Hobbs, send Hook, like three times in a row. And Taz okay. goes, send Hobbs and Hook. So I was going to bitch about Jericho's commentary. I'm going to let it slide after that. I'm going to let that mm. one slide. Uh, because because <laughs> he, he asked us to send Hook. Ashe says, a rising tide lifts all boats. So I'm sure WWE's ratings and AEW's ratings are affecting each other positively too. No, I'm, I think that probably AEW's ratings are being affected positively by WWE's on Friday because that's WWE's A show and Friday is a death slot. Ken Shiro, or actually uh, Mikey T says, my last super chat was a stretch, but just curious to hear your all's thoughts because you all are the best and I appreciate Appreciate your all's input. Take my money. Well, we appreciate you. I just, I don't think that Rampage significantly affects uh, WWE's viewership in this sense, just because of the time slot, the network, and it's the A show, but you never know. I would also venture to say that NXT and AEW affecting each other made sense because they were closer products. I think Rampage is far enough away from dynamite, never mind what yeah. WWE is doing, that they would affect each other too much. Well, it's time to talk about the blue brand, the one that everybody's been looking for, the one that gets you really excited, pumped up, amped up, and a hard erect penis. It's bluechew.com and the code Fightful. Bluechew brings you a chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. Having performance anxiety, Blue Chew has you covered. It's not just for people that have a problem. It's for that confidence. You want that confidence to be able to wear bangs like Kate does. And if you want to wear your bangs with the most confidence you ever had, BlueChew.com and the code Fightful is there for you. And it's discreet, a lot more discreet than Kate's Twitter game over the last couple of days. That much, I tell you. <laughs> it's prepared and shipped direct in the United States right to your door. So the mailman's not going to know what's up. Unless you tell him. Let me tell you, I've got all kinds of theories about hooking up with, with your mailman. And there, there's all kinds of special deliveries and and package references and all that, but a blue chew will make sure you're the talk of the town. And we'll be discreet that long because at, when you're slinging that thing to somebody, they're going to go tell everybody, including the mailman. The mailman's going to be like, listen, usually I'm just here for the mail, but now I'm here for dat dick. Bluechew.com and the code Fightful gets your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. The code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. It's a good time. What a scandalous mailman you have in your neighborhood. Oh, listen, I, I've got too many like segues and, and references and possibilities of the mailman and all that stuff. 
we don't have a mailman here. Like it, everybody in my town has a PO box. Like unless it's UPS or FedEx or something like that, everybody's got a PO box. Nobody gets mail delivered to their home here. That's precious. Yep. It's a very small town. Orlando Arego says, didn't know SmackDown was two and a half hours. Well, I'll watch it the next night because I'll be at Rampage next Friday in Miami. I hope you have fun. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Ken Chiro says, if you want the fabled women's evolution, Impact, Tokyo Joshi, and Stardom are all having big shows tomorrow. Shame that the WoW reboot is already dead. I've got plenty of thoughts on that one, my friends. And, um, you know, maybe I'll save it for next Wednesday when listing you, boy. But, I, I mean, I'll be talking about it on the Fightful Select backstage report this Monday because I broke the news of WoW coming back. But, um I got some thoughts on that and that method, and I don't think it's going to work. Orlando says, Kate is a great model for that product. She is. She is. <laughs> Thank you. I vanna waited the shit out of your Bluetooth read. <laughs> Volob says, Jericho is a hooker. Well, well played. Oh, my God. Can that please be a creative thing that all of like Hook's little fangirls and boys are called hookers? Do you, Did you watch when Test was around and Stacy called his fans testicles? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I didn't stuff. watch, but I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. SmackDown, we got a hit row package. This is cool. Just introducing them. They'll be around, and I guess, in like three weeks when the rosters take effect. Kate. <laughs> Please don't ruin them. Please don't ruin them. Please don't ruin them. Please don't let old white guys oh, ruin the coolest well, let me tell you. that's on television. Well, here we go. We're going to go ahead and talk about Tony Storm, who, who, by the way, really likes the 80s, Kate. No. Really? Bruce and Vince saw her jacket and they said, okay, here we go. Uh, so Tony's back in the Queen's Crown bracket and she loses in a couple of minutes to Zelina. Now, I'll, I'll speak on the positive right now. The finish, I adored it. Uh, Tony's got uh, Zelina up in, in like a gory special, looking like a gory bomb. Zelina does a code red. That's where the positive ends. Because what we're going to do is lump this in to Liv versus Carmella because there ain't shit to talk about in either one of these matches except for the bad booking. Because Liv and Carmella have 50-50, had somebody with the balls to say to me, well, that's because Liv's moving to Raw. Guess where Carmella's moving, pal? To Raw. This is stupid. Did, did we need the, the Madcap Moss segment? No. Did we need a 42-minute entrance for Roman Reigns? No. Did we need a 640th contract signing with Becky and they, well, they, didn't, they didn't even sign a damn contract. They, didn't sign a contract. they had to sign it backstage, and Becky hit Adam Pearce in the wiener. Like, and WWE and hit probably- us in the wiener. A fully erect wiener with Bluetooth code Fightful because all you had to do was pay shipping, so it probably really hurt. Um, We we by far got the most Super Chats about this than anything, uh, and what we have is 
four minutes, less than four minutes of in-ring action. By the way, Tony Storm did an atomic drop because she loves the 80s. Yeah. And that's when they did that move. What the hell is going on here? What possible benefit could there be from Carmella and Zelina winning their matches? This this is a slam dunk decision, Tony and Liv. Uh yeah, so first of all, we also got a promo from Zelina, and I just have a hard time buying what you're saying when you've won one match in the last 18 months. By the uh, way, they sent her out there before the commercial, and she just had to dance to her own entrance music for like four minutes. <laughs> so, so long weird. and uncomfortable and awkward. Um, yeah, you know what? It, it's very upsetting uh, as a female wrestling fan and a fan of women's wrestling to to have all these wonderful things being announced this week with the TBS title and and a tournament and I'm a huge tournament mark in general I thought this is going to be such a good reset tournaments can be such a good reset it can clarify who your card is because you just broke up every women's tag team other than your champions it can create storylines that's why I love New Japan so much I'm a tournament mark it feels like a sport when you do tournaments. Why isn't it called Queen of the Ring? Ugh. Uh, <laughs> this is just the most, sorry for cursing, dog shit way to start this. Like, the fact that Liv beat Carmella three times already. Uh, maybe maybe four? Or is it three? It might be four. It's, it's, it's several. It's, it's enough it's that this that this should be oh, over. Oh, and man, why are I you had, starting a new feud going into tournament people, anyway? It makes I had no somebody sense. say, I had somebody say, oh well, you wouldn't <laughs> complain if Brian and Omega had five matches. Yes, in three months I would because it it's not special anymore. And somebody said, what about Ben Ma and Booker T? And I'm like, okay, good. You're naming the one time, the one time in the last 25 years that this has worked, except. Maybe Cesaro and Sheamus because that birthed the tag team. Maybe twice well, out of the dozens of times they've done it. And I didn't need said. all those matches for that. That also had an end game. This does yes. not. This um, does not. It, and no offense to, to Liv or Carmella. I think Carmella is drastically underrated for how great she is personality-wise in the ring. And I think Liv has grown tremendously. Also, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson is a literal dream match for all of wrestling history. And I still don't want to see it five times in three months. I'm excited to see Kenny Omega and Adam Page once over two years, basically, or like two times. Um, it's it's so insulting uh, to, to live as a performer and to fans. Like, all in one shot. I, I was actually almost impressed by how disrespectful they managed to be to women's wrestling in just under yeah. three minutes. Uh, it's it's really insulting. But back to Zelina and Tony. Tony should have won this. Zelina being in this tournament doesn't even make sense. Uh, Shotzi and Tegan are not in this tournament, and they just split up as a tag team. They're not even going to face each other at any point in this. It's, it just makes no sense to have a tournament to carry over old storylines in general, never minds ones that, my God, if they were horses, they would be glue by now tired. Like, you have a tournament. You don't need any motivation 
to start a feud other than the fact that you're trying to win the title. Yes. It's the perfect reset button. It makes that's, no sense. That's why all this stuff is supposed to be important. The title is supposed to be important. The crown is supposed to be important. When you make that stuff important, everything below it is more important because everybody is trying to position themselves to get there. And then when one person prevents somebody from getting there, that creates a conflict within. This shit ain't rocket science. No. It's not as hard as they make it. But what WWE likes to do is, oh, well, the quick loss means that somebody's protected. No, the quick loss makes somebody look like a chump. It makes them look bad. And not tournament worthy. It's yes. stupid. Zelina <laughs> lost to all. Tony Storm has had one victory and wrestled twice since she's been on the main roster. And now she looks like an idiot. And guess what? Zelina ain't winning this thing. She's probably going to lose next round. So that makes no sense. Carmella ain't winning this thing either, I don't think. Uh, and so to have her beat Liv when she couldn't, but now because she wears a mask with fabric from Joanne's fabric to protect her face, all of a sudden she can win and Liv Morgan is an idiot, it turns out. So uh, just despicable and and uh, insulting and a, a week that should be very exciting for women's wrestling fans. This has not been uh, because of this tournament and several other things that have unfolded, which is, is very upsetting. It, it, it really did the same thing that um, when they announced all those NXT releases in the middle of the episode, I couldn't really focus anymore. Like when Liv lost, I was kind of out of it. And then they followed it up with Madcast Mo Madcap Moss beating Kevin Owens up. Got, I was got, checked out. It was bad. They had Adam Cole in Vince's office giving him pitches, and he walks out to hear, hey, yeah, by, by, by the way, that guy that you just teamed with for, like, several years, he's he's fired. He's fired, by the way. A uh, bunch of super chats about this. Aaron World Order says, I think Shayna wins the Queen's Crown Tournament. Lord, I hope so. But you know what? She's facing Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, who she just freaking crushed. Andrew says that Liv got bangs because Kate has bangs. We can is... all get bangs when you use bluechew.com. <laughs> she did, though. Dante says, remember Tony Storm versus Kyrie Sane? Neither does WWE, apparently. I feel bad for her and Liv, who has never been given a chance to shine. I believe there's more to all this than, than what is, is on the surface. I'm, I'm working on trying to find out more. It's just what an embarrassing... What an embarrassing booking situation. And Bezos says, I want to know who they think wants to see Mela versus Zelina. I don't who could want to. I mean, no offense. Year olds either, with hormones. No, never mind. I mean, all due respect to both of those women. Um, but it's not even their fault either. And and <laughs> yeah, it's not their fault, but Jesus, man. <laughs> Jesus, man. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Evan Wright says, Dana Brooke getting that win back, brother, as if. If they do that, I will flip out on the post-show. Intangible well, one now says... I want them to do it because I don't have faith in booking the rest of the tournament. So if we had an SRS flip out, I'm game. Oh, boy. That's maybe the <laughs> highlight. Cliff Beard says, hello to the Iron Woman, fightful killer Kate, not Caitlin, <laughs> and SRS. Boy, Thank SmackDown's you. women division did not look good tonight. Belair is on Raw. Well, Bel Air's about all that looked good there. Josh Tolman says, why should I care if my favorite wrestlers or about my favorite wrestlers if they do this crap? Why should I get invested? I'm just tired of it. It seems like WWE's only route to booking major, major baby faces is, 
we'll just book him like dog shit until eventually the fans get so fed up with it that they have this groundswell of support. See Kofi Kingston, see Becky Lynch, see Daniel Bryan. It happens way too much. It's the only thing that, like, since CM Punk's promo, they have just been like, well, we'll just blue ball people until they're super over. And they don't always pull the trigger, by the way. Look at freaking Naomi. Like, what, six years? It's yeah. it's so, it's so insulting and it's so simple to correct. Look what happened when they actually pulled the trigger with Big E. Everyone got real excited and your ratings went up. Like, it just... And it just defeats the whole purpose of a tournament. I don't understand it. Like, man. And by the way, before you come at me with your Homer bullshit about AEW, their tournaments for women suck too. <laughs> the Joshi one set up no storylines and was on three different platforms that I couldn't like even follow it. And the tagging one didn't really do anything but give us Tay Conti. So if you told me at the beginning of the year that the best women's Actually, I don't, I'm trying to think of Impact did anything, but like Ring of Honor so far has had the best women's tournament that I can think of. The I homecoming would not... tournament, the homecoming tournament was better than the stuff, oh the, the mixed tag. That yeah. was better. My goodness. Cliff Beard says we're due an epic SRS rant. <laughs> Andrew <laughs> says I championed Zelina and Carmella as the only other tag team. Now they're facing each other. Yep. Those are the breaks, man. Uh, Andrew Lolivar said, Imagine the godly story between Kofi and Woods in the semis, but based on tonight's booking, Woods probably loses in round one and Mahal is the winner of King Drake. Oh, no. That's, they, they that's love to do alarmingly these, they, possible. They love to do these things in Saudi that don't mean anything. Greatest Royal Rumble didn't mean anything. No. The, the Shane McMahon tournament didn't mean anything. The world's best tag team didn't mean anything there. Nope. Shauna says, do you think Carmella and Zelina is winning as a setup uh, squash for Shayna or Dewdrop at Sands at time? Shayna could have squashed Tony or Liv. If they got a strong run to the finals, it's okay. Sometimes, like I said, good wrestlers beat other good wrestlers. But WWE just doesn't do that. I, I don't know what the deal is. I it, don't know what the deal is. They've been doing this all over the place. Stop booking people that both need wins against each other. It drives me crazy. You yep. can book anything in the world. You write the shows. You write the shows. You Guess decide what? who wins and loses. Selena and Tony both needed wins. And by the way, I normally love Pat McAfee. His dad jokes about Tony Storm's 80s gear made me want to jump off a bridge. Like, this 80s yeah. thing with Tony is not meant to be a comedy gimmick. What no. are you doing? Eloquent <laughs> says, hey, I like the AEW women's tourney. I'm glad. I like it when people like stuff. It yeah. didn't accomplish the thing that a tournament should set up which is yeah. other storylines clarifying who's important in your division and by the way ryo mizunami is not like on the roster and was there for like two weeks so it to me was a failure but the, some of the matches were really there you good. go jay shell says tiring episode of smackdown looking forward to the queen of the ring but they killed that uh, my teacher's assistant textbook is more interesting than the show uh, is well, drew mcintyre your teacher <laughs> oh man <laughs> I, I admire the the teachers assistants of the world, uh, making making things easier for our, our great teachers. Anthony Velasquez says, "Hope Rampage was good. Haven't watched it yet, but SmackDown was giving no time to their women's matches. Two that went a combined four or five minutes. It was a sad state of affair. Anthony, it was rough. They got to do better. But I had women on the roster that feared this was going to happen about six months ago. They feared this would happen." 
They were right. Orlando Arego says, any word on WWE superstars who don't want to go to Sands of Time? Yes, I have heard of several. Um, I'm not going to, like, report them because, I mean, they, they've, I've heard about them, but I don't, you know, want to cause any issues there. But there's there's several. Um, I'll I'll work to get that whenever I can, as effectively as I can, and be able to report it without uh, causing any stir there. I mean, that's that's quite frankly that's serious business. If they don't want to go there, and then they end up having to go there, and there's some people that, that might not feel in a wonderfully safe position as a result of that. You know what I mean? Not so, to mention, there's like people are going to read into it what they choose to read into it. And now there's also a global pandemic on top of like moral sure. issues. And I think it would make sense to not want to put people in the position of like, I wonder what they really are scared of or what, like that's, that's rough. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had a Mace interview. He was fine. Yeah. That's all right. Sure. That's, that's really it. It was his introduction. Cool. Uh, even though I'm told that the rosters don't take effect. For two more weeks, there's when Mace. Convenient. There's Mace. Uh, Brock Lesnar is back next week. That's cool. Uh, but Naomi walks in and she goes, hey, what gives? I should be in this damn tournament, which makes all the sense in the world to me. She should be. But then she says to Adam Pierce, just trade me back to Raw so I don't have to deal with this. And I'm thinking, Sonya runs Raw too, <laughs> pal. <laughs> yeah yeah like they're both here on mondays as well like <laughs> whatever but sonia's like you got a match next week it's me so i don't know if this will actually happen if so it's sonia's first match since august of 2020 uh, i can tell you guys that there were there were some pitches and plans for this to happen a while back but i hope she's back and i think they should probably do this if, if they want to throw something towards or throw something at AEW and try to beat him. This is one of the better built matches I've seen WWE have in a long time. They haven't been wrestling each other. They haven't even spent more than like two or three minutes talking to each other. No. It's simple. And I want to see them fight. And it's not 47 contract signings. Look like I loved everything about this because they're both doing so many things right. And it feels real. It feels real because Naomi has been stunted by creative so much and she's a fantastic performer. And on top of that, like there's just all these little things that both of them are doing and leaning into today was a really great example of that. When uh, Naomi kind of popped off with excitement as if she had been stifled and not having matches and she really wants to wrestle with a baby face. Should. And Sonia like was kind of caught off guard by that in yeah. a really great way. And I'm like, you're that excited to face me. Like it, this, this very slight arrogance and, and, and surprise on her face was really great storytelling. I, I really liked the build of this and I hope this match happens. Oh, it's, it's going to go to a count out, a DQ or a no contest, or it won't and, even get started. And, yeah. In 90 seconds, it'll definitely be a double count out. Can't just build something and then pay it off and huh. have something good and then move on. If they do, it'll, they'll wrestle 200 times. No, yeah, because we have to have rematches until they start calling each other bitches. We got Sasha, Bianca, and Becky. They're all in like different spots, but this contract signing doesn't happen. It is a way to tease a big spot for Bianca where she puts both women on her shoulders, but she ends up putting Becky, I think it was, through a table. I, like, Do we really need these contract signings things? And, and then backstage, he's 
Pierce has to get the contract signed because nobody signed the damn thing. Sasha was over there on the table. Got a great pop, by the way. She got yes. an amazing reaction. She does out there. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's just like, I really thought they'd have something creatively better for Becky Lynch. And I gave them too much credit. Yes, you did. Because we're still talking about the 26 second squash at SummerSlam. I don't know if you know, but uh, <laughs> they're, their last contract signing was the same story, and now it's the same story plus Sasha leading off the show. I'm so bored. I'm so bored that three of the best women's wrestlers in the world are doing this. I it was it's redundant, it's not great to start with, and it just keeps highlighting how much they've screwed up Becky's return every time they do this. I, I was I should have known from this opening segment that this was the way this episode was going to go for me. It wasn't and good. Then, and backstage, Becky hits Adam Pierce in the wiener, I believe it is. Yes. and Or as he, I used to say, she, right in the penis! <laughs> she redeemed his nuts. I wish I had more to say about this, but they haven't given me more to say. Cliff Beard says the big time Bex AR was terrible. Oh, AR. God. yeah. What, what AR? What, what those AR? little uh, oh, the yeah, graphics yeah, yeah. that hang over yeah. the ring. Why was she like a little kid in hers? Stupid. They're bad. They're Guys, really please bad. get your super chats in. Please leave a thumbs up if you're watching this live. It helps out a lot. It tells the people what they should be watching. So backstage. Ray tells Dominic to chill out back there. And Sami Zayn approaches Dominic, and he's very nice. He's like, hey, your dad's a great guy, but you shouldn't be treated like this. You're a grown man. You should be able to stand on your own. And I like that Dominic like didn't go at him or anything. He's like, well, he's just giving me some advice. He's being cool. He's complimentary of my dad. Just says you should should be on be on my own. Should be doing my own thing. Should be able to be out there. Well, the match is rad because of course it is how the hell is ray doing this this is the same ray mysterio that we saw in baggy pants and knee braces <laughs> give me those stem cells holy crap G I give me those stem cells and that really good weed that he gets <laughs> and uh let's go <laughs> Excuse me. Um, you sound like you had some of it. You sound like you just had some of that. I did it. That's leftover. It's COVID in your lungs. Uh, <laughs> I, I really, this match was great. And yeah. if you had said like, you know, it's going to have really good in ring chemistry, Rey Mysterio and Sami Zayn, I probably would have raised an eyebrow. Not that they're not both incredible performers, but I just wouldn't have like picked the, those two. Uh, I'm the biggest punk nerd. And he says that he was like, I could get in a ring with Ray Mysterio right now and lace up our boots and not say a word to him. And we would have a banger. Like, I think Ray is just one of those guys who is that great all the time. I loved this match. It was my favorite match probably on SmackDown, I think. And the only, and it's a minor complaint, but commentary did a few weird things today. And this one yeah. was like, Ray Mysterio doesn't have Dominic's help against Sami Zayn today. And I was like, I think that's probably fine because it's Ray freaking Mysterio. <laughs> like it was such an odd, I get what they were trying to do because they're trying to continue the story. But I was like, yeah, I think Ray might have this one on his 
alone. It's Rey Mysterio. Like that just was off base for me. But I was pleasantly surprised by how great this match was. Ray looked oh, yeah. fantastic. Specifically the Tope Kangiro into the Hurricane Rana outside. Unfreaking believable. Even yeah. Ray getting that air on that Senton when Dominic went up there to try to tie the turnbuckle back. My favorite part was the ref being like, Dominic, don't don't fix what I screwed up by not seeing this. <laughs> and then, yeah, he's uh, not even like interfering with the match. He's like, I'm just fixing the He's just like, hey, you didn't do very good at your job. Let me help fix this. Yeah. Uh, this was really, really good. I like this. You know, the, the finish is what it was. But Cliff Beard says, I'd love to see a King Sami Zayn because I think he'd be like Owen Hart. But then I remember Sammy isn't allowed at Saudi. There you go. Unfortunately, he's not. True. Bezos says, I found Becky lying dead on top of Sasha. So funny. But they're about to have another match of the night after Unstoppable COC and Hell in a Cell. Too bad it's going to have a DQ ending. I Well, this can't have a DQ ending. It's a triple threat. Um, unless, unless you mean, yeah, I, yeah, they can't. Don't remind them. They'll find a way They'll to find do that. <laughs> In Saudi Arabia where anything goes, uh, of course. <laughs> It'll be a triple count out. <laughs> Dalio says, I want Woods to win King of the Ring so bad. I know he's not making it through the semis. It, it is such a nothing tournament that it would be so stupid if he didn't win it. It would just be so stupid. I mean, it's stupid that they're not on the same brand as Big E, so they're they're stupid with how they're booking this. I think it would be so cool to have Big E as a champion, Kofi holding like a mid card title, and Xavier with your King of the Ring. Like that would be so fun if everybody yeah. got to have their individual moments. And not for nothing, but as I mentioned before, sometimes it's good to have tournaments make people. And Xavier hasn't had that singles breakout thing the same way that Big E and Kofi have had their moments. So this would be a really great way to do that. I just have no faith at all. Jay Shell Nicole says, did you see Chad Gable's tweet about King of the Ring? So a while back, he had tweeted, my chance at redemption, it's written in the stars, King Gable. He was the finalist a couple years ago. Tonight he tweeted, whoops, never mind. <laughs> it's amazing. Jay Shell says, I'm scared they'll make Woods and Kofi fight. I hope they do. I hope they have a friendly meaningful match a gentleman's uh, match <laughs> Bezos says they're main eventing smackdown next week oh oh yeah that okay yeah them that'll go to a dq <laughs> there ain't no finish in that match <laughs> hell no there ain't no oh, finish yeah. in that no that's not happening there's not yeah sasha clean. versus becky next week that that's that's a dq yeah you all are right i thought you meant the triple threat that's my <laughs> fault um yes and yes, we did see that tweet. Sorry, I just read it. Uh, but Cesaro Finn Balor, another good one. King of the Ring. What, yeah. how, how are you feeling about this? The men's side being treated much better than the women's side. Again, two guys who should have wins facing each other is stupid. You can book literally anything. I'm okay with it in a tournament, but yeah. I don't. I not with as great of a performer as Cesaro is, and how badly he's been booked. Put him in a situation where he can win. Uh, and I felt like both of these guys should have won. The match was great, which is not surprising. Cesaro and Finn are incredible. I I guess 
Cesaro has sleeves now when he comes to the ring. That was a new development. I called him Sleeve Zaro when I was trying to get my sense of humor back after being mad about Liv. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought the match was really good. I, I wish they would do something with Cesaro. I think he's one of the most skilled performers on the roster. I would love Cesaro to be built really well until Mania and be the one to dethrone Roman. That would be like my dream booking. I don't think they're going to do it. Well, this, this match was it was good. It was solid. It's what you want out of a King of the Ring. You want a good workhorse match like this. I'm, I'm all for it. Um, I, I just, I lost so much confidence in the direction of these tournaments because of how they've done them in the past. Corbin won and he had a great run. We see other women are being booked. We saw how some of the other stuff in Saudi went. Mm. Uh, there were some, maybe some teases about a, a reunion of the bar. That would be cool. I would love that. I think they would, Cliff Beard says, this jacket felt kind of barish to me tonight. I would love that. I think that would be awesome. Did it feel like the bar or was it the bar? Don't be no question that it, it is the bar that you're feeling when you use bluechew.com. <laughs> well played, sir. Well played. And the code Fightful. Finn Balor wins this match. Probably the right person to win, all things considered. We had Roman Reigns coming out with Paul Heyman. In the bloodline, I dig it, but Reigns is like, acknowledge me. By the way, Paul Heyman did exactly what he was supposed to do, so acknowledge him too. And then he accuses Paul Heyman of being like long conning him for like for Brock, who's back next week. And Heyman has to cut a promo at the camera to Brock Lesnar about Roman Reigns and says that, Roman Reigns will beat him. I did not need Roman Reigns' entrance to be this long. I didn't. Like I'm, I'm past the the super 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 long entrance. Every so often, sure. Next week, two and a half hours, sure. Tonight, when the women are getting a minute and a half and two minutes each, don't need it. Um, this was, this was, the way that they book things when Brock isn't there to do stuff, and it's a placeholder. And I'm okay with that because Paul Heyman talks really well. And Roman Reigns talks really well. How'd you feel? Look, I know uh, if you want Roman Reigns on every episode of television that you do on Friday nights. I get that. I didn't need this segment. There was nothing harmful about it. Paul Heyman's face was precious. Uh, He looked like he was being held hostage. And I liked Reigns being like, you know, I love you. You know, my cousins love you. Like the manipulation piece of it was fun. Would I have rather seen a women's match with get this like seven minutes instead of this whole segment. Yeah. Certainly at, at minimum, you could have cut down the entrance and it also makes those entrances feel less important when you do them every week that like in general, I just think that's bad creative, like do your quick ones. Uh, so that when you do a long one, it feels like some sort of statement. Um, but this was, this was perfectly benign. I just didn't need it. And I'm, I'm so annoyed with the women's stuff that I, so much, this whole rest of the episode that could have been shorter for the women's match. Did sour that could have been, it. It soured oh, it a so lot. So much, so much. But at least they followed it up with Madcap Moss. Amphibious Messiah says Kate for WWE Creative. Book it, Vince, you coward. That sounds like a terrible thing to wish on her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jo- what did I do to you? <laughs> yeah, why are you mad at her? 
<laughs> Joey Bag of Donuts says, hey, mailman, SRS told me to tell you it's Blue Chew. Well, special delivery. <laughs> Hopefully you can drop it off by his back door. J. Shell Nicole ben, Ben's says. Ben's going to need it. He's, I know Joey Bag of Donuts is a, a Pittsburgh guy, and I'm telling you, Ben's going to need his Blue Chew. <laughs> J. Shell says, they put heel Sasha with face Bianca in a tag match on Monday against Becky Charlotte. Can they coexist? Is that on the the actual show, or is that like a, a dark match? I don't know. I haven't. Man, I get so detached. Like when when something terrible, like the booking tonight happens, I'm just like, oh man, oh Especially man. But when... I haven't I haven't seen that one come across my the assignment board or anything today. I haven't edited an article like that. So it's also oh, hard to man. get invested when you know everything's going to change in another week. Like, and when you know nothing will have a clean finish. Nothing yeah, has a clean finish. Not totally can like convince that Sasha's not going to be used as a face. There you go. Not totally convinced about that. Volob says it should have been Sorrow and Woods in the finals. The party finals, Big Tony versus DeKang. <laughs> I've been watching a lot more of uh, Up, Up, Down, Down of late. So uh, I'll tell you what we don't really need to talk about. Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss beating up KO again. Like what? What the, somebody says, uh, yep, it's on Raw. Oh, that's going to a DQ then. That's going yeah. to a DQ then. Boy. Boy. Wait, I thought these rosters. Never mind. I hate everything. I don't hate everything. That's wrong. I, there's a lot of things that I have complaints about in WWE land right now. Uh, why, why even tell us? Why why keep fucking telling us, pardon my language, that these <laughs> these take place or these take effect in a few weeks? Just say, it, it. what the hell, for three weeks, these are the people you're going to get to see. Or it's just a do the draft. Super show, man. Just do the draft later. Just do you the You know draft. what? I, I'd rather cover terrible wrestling than anything else. It's just goddamn make it make it make sense, please. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Happy Corbin, Madcap. We've seen this before. We know what this is. Cool. Whatever. Tony, um, if you're listening, please save Tony. Kevin. Oh, Tony's begging to go up against a Madcap Moss segment next week. <laughs> Matt Reichel says one of the best book things in the show is w on WWE is Rollins versus Edge Hell in a Cell. It's October, so there has to be a Hell in a Cell match. Well, buddy, there was a pay per view full of them once upon a time well we got seth rollins he's calling edge out edge does not come out for a while then he's driving up after rollins like attacks his family complains about that or says says that he's you know he's not the the man that he needs to be for his family they'd be ashamed of him edge comes out and attacks throws uh throws him and a Pat McAfee who is tripping off shrooms and all kinds of stuff. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on with him. Like all kinds of crazy stuff happening. Like everybody's doing drugs apparently in wrestling I've today. Like that's, that's just the deal. Uh, so good for him. But then edge says there's only one way to settle this hell in a cell. I'm sure the match will be good. I'm pretty sure like Rollins is getting PTSD. He's like, no, because his last Hell in a Cell match is only one. Or no, he had one against... against uh, he's had them against Moxley, 
and Owens, and I feel like maybe another one. But Edge only had one. But Rollins' last one was it? 2019. The Fiend. But we had three of these in a week. Three of them in a week. Or, or No, four of them in a week. Sorry. A couple months ago. So that kind of diminishes the value of them. How are you feeling about this? I think the match will be good. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the score that we're settling right now. So first of all, they like they edited last week's video package together. I actually really liked last week's segments, but I do have to give credit to Alex Falowski because he pointed something out that was very evident in this, which was that at no point was Beth Phoenix and their children's lives in danger. He went in there and was eating apples and criticizing artwork. So it was a very dramatic package today. And that was all I could think about. So thank you, Alex, for ruining that for me. I mean that in a real way. Thank you sincerely. Um, I don't get the point of the blow-off match. I don't get why they're not talking about the fact that they both have one win against each other. I don't... I'm very... I feel like there's a lot of like promo juice around this and nobody's saying anything that warrants them having a third match. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I felt like, like I talked a lot and didn't say anything, do, which they is do what everything, I was trying to say. <laughs> they do everything like three or four times and not everything needs to be three or four times. Sometimes no, you just have one freaking match. Their first two had very different stories and I thought that was great. Like, I, I liked the differential in the stories that they told in the first and yep. second match. I don't know what the point of the third one is. Uh, they did, in fact, announce Bianca, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky for Raw. Uh, that was during tonight's show. And uh, when I was, like, our, our site unfortunately glitched tonight. We got that fixed, though, guys. Apologies for uh, the inconvenience. But, yeah, that one came across a little bit late to me. But, hey, it's happening. And you all uh, can look forward to the DQ as much as I do. But what you can look forward to tomorrow is City Pod at noon Eastern. Then tomorrow night, you got Knockouts Knockdown. Kate, Denise reviewing that show. Then we got Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 3. We're doing a Fightful Fight Night watch along. Kate, tell the people where they can find you. Oh, they can find me hanging out with Denise tomorrow. They can find me at Kate on Deck IC on Twitter. Um, you can catch me every Tuesdays. Just going bananas, I guess, now with uh, Alex Pulaski after Damn. NXT 2.0. Racking up most, those billable hours. I am I am making that money by mostly just sitting back and laughing at him doing impressions. I, what a dream life. Uh, Wednesdays, you can catch me on the Mark Order podcast at Mark Order Pod on Twitter. Uh, and we talk all things all elite every Wednesday after Dynamite. And then Fridays, right back here with my fellow skater. Sean Ross Sapp, uh, doing this, doing what we do best over here. So, Clipbeard says, can't wait till this weekend to see the team up of Killer Kate, not Catalina and Hollywood Salcedo. Let's go, team badass babes. And Thank Crimson, you. And Crimson says, it's a real problem when 97 Batman and Robin with George Clooney makes more sense than WWE. <laughs> In your opinions, have they reached WWE levels of bad yet? Um, at times, yes. At times, yes, they have. Um, it's just, it's, 
beyond WCW levels of disinteresting because it's the same shit over and over and you don't have any confidence in the booking. So I, it's, it's like that in that I don't have confidence in the booking, but the talent level is way different. Oh my gosh, Kate. Joey I guess Baggins. my dog really likes WCW. <laughs> I'm really sorry. You stop talking that shit. Buster. Look, Joey Bagadot well says Kate's New York accent is the best. We're getting out of here. We're out of time. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta save our dog. Oh my gosh. Buster. Hensler. She's getting beaten by a dog. <laughs> we gotta go. That was more intense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.